You're listening to John Moore on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. The sound is unmistakable. The four engines of a Lancaster World War II bomber. There are only two airworthy models available now. I had a chance to talk with the maker of a brand new documentary about this famous plane and the widow of a man who flew them. Well, the Lancaster was a four-engined heavy bomber developed during uh, World War II um, by the uh, Avro company in Britain. And it was part of a developing theory of the Royal Air Force, but also the United States Air Force, that strategic bombing could play a big part in the in 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 future war. World War II started off rather badly for the Brits. Um, you know, we got kicked out of France. And then it looked like the Nazis would overrun not just the whole of Europe, but also Britain as well. So we had our backs to the wall somewhat. And the Lancaster was developed, uh, along with a couple of other uh, large four-engine bombers, to try and take the war back to the enemy. David Fairhead is the director of a new documentary about the legendary plane. Wartime forces innovation. And the Lancaster was a plane that could deliver a powerhouse of aerial bombardment. Betty Donnan's husband, Buster, was one of the pilots. He loved to fly, so that's why he joined the Air Force. He had taken a few flights when he was 17, and so that's why he joined the Air Force. Time was of the essence during World War II. Would-be pilots were marshaled through training to determine as quickly as possible what they were best qualified to fly. The way it worked, you had 10 days initial tr- initial flying training in the UK, and they, they basically filtered out people who, who weren't going to be good at, at, at flying. Those, and, and then they allocated, allocated everyone to their roles. And in particular, pilots and navigators came across the Atlantic, um, in most cases to Canada, but sometimes to the US as well. And that's when they were then given additional training. And so they would fly in single-engine aircraft to begin with, Harvard's, uh, and and from there, they would then get selected to uh, uh, multi-engine aircraft, so something like a, an Airspeed Oxford or an Avro Anson. And then they were just processed. But the training process still took 18 months to two years. I mean, a lot of the people who joined up at the beginning of the war didn't start flying in anger until 1943, and that was halfway through the war. There's a lot of romance about the Lancaster, so was it actually a significant advancement in aviation? The reverence that people have for the Lancaster, is that because of the role that it played in World War II or because it is one of the great all-time planes? I think it's a real combination. One of the things about the film is that it looks at that we use the airplane as a vehicle to help tell people's stories. I think it's, it's about what it achieved with the people in it that makes it uh, special. Yes, it could carry a very heavy bomb load. Um, yes, it could absorb a lot of punishment. But more than that, it helped. It didn't win the war on its own, but it helped to win the war. But it helped to win the war with the sheer courage and bravery of the men, and it was all men, who flew it to the targets and endured everything the enemy could throw at them, and then it got them home safely. So I think it's it's part of that. It's more than just being a uh, an amazing airplane. It's it's more the fact that it represented it represented what it took to to win the war. Crew members would fly thirty missions. He was required to do thirty missions, so that was it. Thirty missions, and then then he was taken off operations. He had other jobs after that. 
and each of those 30 missions was fraught. Half of the bombers never came back. Although an awful lot of them didn't come home. Wasn't it a 50% loss rate? That's absolutely true. It was there were uh, um, 125,000 air crew, you know, from Britain, from Canada, from Australia, from New Zealand, from the West Indies, from all over, you know, the the the, the Commonwealth and America, um, who 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 flew in Lancasters and Halifaxes and Stirlings, and 55,000 of them never came home. Buster Donnan's daughter Mary talks about the coin toss of being a bomber pilot. Ten would go out and four would come back and then eight would go out and two would come back. And it was always him. But he was very proud. He and his crew, you know, he depended on his crew a lot. And he was so proud that they made it back every time, obviously, you know, because if he didn't, he wouldn't be I wouldn't be here. And and siblings. After the war, Mary, her mother Betty, and Father Buster would have a chance to crawl through the inside of a Lancaster and relive those moments. Oh, yeah. And she's crawled through it. She and I crawled through it when they let us crawl through it in Hamilton there. Okay, so tell me what that's like. I mean, very few of us get to experience something that our father experienced. It was small. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad was in it, too. They let him especially go in it because they they knew he was a pilot and when he was alive he went in it and we took some nice pictures and he said he remembered it being a lot bigger in the in the cabin there's something transcendent about seeing and hearing a lancaster david fairhead talks about merely seeing one in static display when you look at the machine it's it's not what you'd call a beautiful machine uh, apart from at certain angles but it's a very pugnacious tough looking machine and that's exactly what it was i describe uh, uh i describe it to people uh, or describe the situation to people when we first decided to make this film we'd gone up to um, royal air force coningsby which is where the the royal air force battle of britain memorial flight flies from and we went into the hangar and the hangar is full of of beautiful little spitfires and hurricanes but standing at the back was this absolutely awesome and huge bomber painted black and that is the lancaster and then there is seeing and hearing a lancaster overhead remember there are only two one of them is in england the other southern ontario it commands your attention i mean funnily enough last sunday i was i was um i was filming uh, for another film and i heard this sound and looked up and there was the lancaster flying back from its fly past over over buckingham palace and uh it's incredible when you hear those four merlin engines reverberating uh, you have to stop and look it's an extraordinary sound i mean uh, i had two spitfires fly over fly over my house um last weekend and you know that, that's just one merlin engine and it's such a distinctive evocative sound but four of them a, it's very unusual to hear, but B, there's just something about the the rhythm and the because they didn't fly with synchronized engines, so you you have a like a, a it is a, a kind of undulating sound that reverberates off everything around it and forces you to look up. I mean, I, I remember uh, a few years ago, uh, I I used to live in London. I don't live in London anymore. But there was a fly pass to, to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Heathrow Airport. And I was standing down by the river and they, the ambition had been to get a ty- every, one of every type of aircraft that ever landed at Heathrow to fly over. And I could hear this sound 
And then I looked up and thundering over the river at a really you know, low level came the Lancaster. And it's something I've never forgotten. It, it, it somehow reverberates through your body and, and you have this physical memory of it. It's an extraordinary thing. So you are, you're blessed when that thing flies over your house. Like I get tears when I see it and I have to stop like you. And I just can't imagine my dad being up there, you know, in the dark, night after night. I don't think he was scared, but I think he he just probably had the confidence in himself and in his crew that he would make it back. David Fairhead is the creator of a new documentary about the Lancaster, and Betty Donnan's late husband piloted them during the Second World War.